we on our timer? Yes, I am starting the timer. It has been a very long time between recordings <laughs> for us, so I'm feeling a little rusty. I don't know about you. Me too. I'm just totally burned out on so many things. Not burned out. I'm like getting a lot done. It's just, uh, and I, I, I feel still passionate about it. It's just, it's just been, it's been a lot these past couple of weeks. The business is picking up and, and uh, yeah, every amongst everything else. So I'm glad we're recording again for sure. Um, for sure. I've got a baby in my arms, everybody. So you're going to get to hear baby, cute baby noises this time. <laughs> yeah, I have two kids around, but they must be quiet. They're old enough to listen. To Silence, them, so. child. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. Yeah, this yet. is this is our life, right? This is this is life. Real life for us. Yeah. Yeah, doing the recordings, drinking our drinks, holding babies, and in between appointments and births and a million other things. Uh, making the effort to get together because I think it's worth it. Our 20 minutes here and there that we got, I that do. we have. Yeah. It's like, it's like this is our friendship lives through this podcast for the moment. So <laughs> yeah, I well, agree. one topic that you brought up uh, before we started recording that, that you're feeling very um, passionate about, or you, you're feeling chatty about, let's say <laughs> is the decision, recent decision you made to not attend to births, um, uh, births of women who, um, who had the jabs. So let's talk a little bit about that. What what led up to this decision? Hmm. Well, I am really wanting to talk about this with you because you're one of my bestest. But yeah, I'm not sure how relevant it is in your own practice, but maybe that doesn't matter since you're so good at listening. Well, you know, I think it's feeling really big in a way. I have had to call myself back from it not feeling big and for a little while getting into this zone of maybe feeling a little hopeless in a sense like oh wow this is the new normal there are lots of people that have made this choice for themselves in their lives and how are we going to deal with this as yeah. midwives as birth workers like what is our plan so that was kind of my attitude for a little bit how do we do this? And I've been talking to more midwives and talking to our students. And I think what I've come to is that no one knows, no one actually knows. And that's the place that I'm making my choice from right now. You know, yeah. it's something that could change in the future. So to kind of start at the beginning, a bunch of months ago, or kind of whenever this became more relevant, and it needed to be said when women inquire for a midwife, right? They inquire, yeah. they want to know if you can do a consult. And I started this whole conversation by having kind of a disclaimer <laughs> on my pre-consult document. And, and truly, it was too vague. It wasn't direct enough. It wasn't What did it like, say? Like, like, give me, what was the language like? Yeah, well, because it had morphed from like the whole mask discussion which obviously I'm fully against. So it had morphed from like, hey, I don't work with people that are feeling the need to do that. And then it kind of went into a very not direct um, little paragraph about like, I respect the body and, and the wisdom of the body. And I only work with people that really like believe in their own health and aren't influenced by mainstream consciousness. I mean, it was too vague. It was too vague and I didn't realize it. So a couple people kind of slipped in, you know, they read it and they were probably like, Oh yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with everything there. 
And then we get a little bit into just, you know, filling out history forms and that kind of thing, where I do ask directly, have a very specific question. Have you received the COVID-19 jab and or boosters? Yes or no. (laughs) So um, I was humbled by the fact that, you know, my initial disclaimer wasn't clear. A couple of people slipped through. Very lovely, wonderful people. So here's where it got sticky, right? Like we're used to respecting people from different paths and different choices. And I kind of got caught in that as well. Like, okay, what does this mean? Like, does this mean something? Yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe that's a place to let you have a minute because I think it does and it doesn't. And, and ultimately it's a bigger discussion than that. But what do you have to say? Well, my first thought is how many times have I lied and just said, yeah, I got the vaccine in order to like, keep going on my day. Like, like not that it was like, oh, I really want to go to this university. I'll just lie to them and get a fake vax card or something. Like people are doing that and getting exemption letters and whatnot. Like that's fine. Like that's one path. But if it's like, oh, to get into this concert or the museum or something like that. And they're like, have you uh, been vaccinated? And I'm like, yeah, I don't have our card though. And they're like, okay, yeah, 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 go ahead. I'm like, I'm a doctor, you know, it's fine. So I, it's just like a little, a little white lie, you know, like, uh, yeah, sure I have. Or even friends asking, and they're like, you guys have been vaccinated. And generally speaking, we don't, we say no, but I, I'm trying to illustrate the, all the, the range, sure. range of possibilities for people that might be like, you know, they see that, that box to check on the, on the intake form, and they are, they're thoughtful because if you're asking for it, it must mean that you need me to ha- that you want to make sure that I've had it. So I'll just tell you I've had it so you get off my back. But that actually would have the a paradoxical effect. Um, if they completed that form with your intake, which is, that was the first thing that came to mind. The other thing, the other thing that came to mind is what prompted you to put that on there was not entirely because you're concerned about your own health being exposed to somebody, or is that also a part, or is it more that they, that that just shows how they think about their health or their approach? I'm just curious what, what was like the, uh, the rationale? Yeah, the initial rationale, and maybe this is the deepest level, is more philosophical. I felt like, how can I work with women who are supposed to trust their bodies and trust the natural process if they don't? And they've kind of fallen for this, you know, story that this whole thing is a thing and and they need this artificial technology to protect their naturally healthy vessel against it. Like, it's mainly philosophical. I wasn't overly worried no about me or I don't know that I even believe any of that about the shedding I mean I think our own mindsets and our own you know energetic protection is strong so no it wasn't really about me but the the philosophy then after like going through this a couple of times and hemming and hawing and you know again talking to some people and some elders that I feel like have really wise advice um, I've come to the fact that it's really the unknown Like, it's not a judgment. It's not a punishment. It's, you know, because most of the women have then said to me, hey, I'm sorry I did. That isn't something I'm aligned with. You know, I wish I had known differently. And it's like, cool, that's really admirable. However, (laughs) what's done is done. So it's not a punishment. It's just you made a choice. And now your body is potentially affected And I don't want to be involved in a birth where I don't know what to expect. I mean, we never know, but to a new level, like we have a new level of unknown when it comes to like the maternal body under 
the stress of labor. Like that's what I keep coming back to. Like if there are cardiovascular effects, if there are all kinds of, you know, effects on the blood, like labor is stressful. Labor is stressful, even for normal, healthy women, right? Like we know this. Yeah. At these, at these sort of uh, otherwise risks that we wouldn't see, you know, if, if you hadn't been jabbed, I guess is really the, the question. Yeah. 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 And I think the biggest reason for me saying, no, I won't attend those births is because I attend home births and that's what I'm going to keep doing. And I don't know if that's the safest place for someone that might need advanced life-saving support, to be honest. Like we just don't know. So I just don't think that's something I'm willing to take on. Birth is unpredictable enough and can be complicated at times. Like why would I want to deal with someone with this unknown technology in their bloodstream? This is a really, really interesting topic based on everything that we always talk about and especially the things that I'm harping about and I'm answering questions about. You know, there was a guy on on TikTok. He's this doctor. He's got like a lot of big followership and he posted this thing. He was like, if we're not careful, COVID deaths are going to climb by to the same level they were last year. We have to be on alert. And my, my comment was, for, well, for fuck's sake, like what what are we talking about anymore? Like, like. Like, are you saying this because you want people to go and get vaccines? Do you want them to go get the, put the mat, the face rags on? Do you want them to, uh, like, what, what do you want people to do with this information, right? So it's on the rise. What if it is on the rise? What if a billion more people die? Again, what are we going to do? Because we haven't collected any data on the safety or efficacy of these vaccines. Everybody says they work. In some countries, it shows people are, are, who are more, you know, uh, are hospitalized or more likely to be vaccinated. In other countries, they're, they're the ones who are, who are unvaccinated. Like, we have no fucking idea what's happening. And it's okay that we say, I don't know. But to your point, we don't know what are the deleterious effects of this vaccine. What are the deleterious effects of the vaccine with a history of natural infection? How about three of the vaccines? How about you get the vaccine and then you also get COVID? Maybe that's actually higher risk. We just don't know because nobody's looking. Nobody's paying attention. And if we're not studying it, if we're not actually using a critical lens to to evaluate this, then it's right for us as practitioners to say, hold on, I don't think I can, I know what I can do. Hang on, we're doing a baby handoff. <laughs> um I don't know, you know, I, you're taking, it would be like somebody showing up in my, in my practice and say, saying, I take this medicine, it's only available in Japan, and I have the bottle here, but it's, it's, it's in Japanese, like, I don't know what it says. Like, I, I can't prescribe, I can't do anything for you, I don't know what that is. So if I give you, you know, um, lavender oil, and it causes your head to fall off, because I didn't know what that was, and how it was going to interact, because nobody studied it then is that shame on me? Is it shame on you? I just don't know. So that's a risk that I may decide I don't want to take. And that's, I think, where we're at. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And I do think I'm a compassionate person. Like, I love women. I love caring for You're a monster, Marin. You don't care about anybody. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying this, like, for myself, because it's really hard in some ways to say, like, hey, this choice you made is not something I'm willing to be a part of. Like, I'm not judging your choice. Um, I hope you have a great birth. I'm sure you will. I just don't want to put myself in that seat of the unknown and having to worry or make decisions potentially that, you know, might impact you based on the possibilities. 
So that feels really clear to me. Like until we know more, I'm not willing to be at home with someone through a labor process that has chosen this. I, yeah. I don't understand it. And I have heard stories, you know, yeah, they're anecdotal. Yeah, they're ex- whatever someone's experience, um, because we know there's not much more than that, but they're enough. They're enough yeah. for me to be like, um, no, I don't, I don't think that's going to work for me. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of coming up with what I can offer. And maybe these women will be like, oh, forget it. We don't really want anything you offer then. And that's totally fine. Um, I'm willing to support people through their pregnancies. I'm willing to, you know, do the emotional counseling and the nutrition and, you know, have them be a part of, of the mama's group here. Like that's totally cool. I just don't want to be the one attending the birth. So, you know, these are, these are the things that are coming out of this entire last few years that I guess, all of us are surprised by and and never would have expected. I never would have imagined in a way there would like be this thing that would be so divisive. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it, it's hard. It is hard. Well, there is one other important thing about this. And, but before I say that, I also want to acknowledge for anybody out there listening, I know this is probably very like, like, you might be saying like, oh my God, they're saying bad things happen to people with vaccines. It's rare. You're right. Like there has been just anecdotal things. But if you're the birth worker and you're, or you're the woman who's giving birth and that thing happens to you, that is just as likely as let's say your uterus rupturing after a C-section or right. your baby getting GBS disease and we give the antibiotics to drop the, the rate or your baby having brain hemorrhage. And so we're going to shoot a bunch of vitamin K in, in the into the foot. Like- these are all very rare things, but we intervene for that as well. And so um, the, the bottom line is that in, in order to provide informed consent to both the birth worker and to the, to the client being served, and you guys are both consenting to, to this contract. It consent's probably not really the right word, but you're both contracting. But in order to actually have a, a, uh, a valid contract, both people have to have all of the information in order to have a full transparency and disclosure as to what's happening here. And since we don't have that piece, it's okay for a person to say, you know what, I'm not going to enter into that contract. We're talking about in private contract world that's so special to us. But the, uh, so that's one thing I wanted to say. The other thing is that when a person has decided to do this thing, despite there not being a lot of evidence, in other words, they're, they're basing the, the, the unlikely reality that a young, healthy person is going to get very sick from COVID I'm not willing to take that chance. Give me this thing, which even though it's a synthetic, profit, you know, motivated, bioengineered device, I'm willing to accept that risk over this possibility that, that, that nature is going to come out and hunt, hunt me down in the middle of the night and, and a guy virus goes into my nose and kills me. Those are two unlikely scenarios, but you have t- demonstrated by choosing to get this vaccine, which in pregnancy, we didn't have any, have any we had zero safety data when it started being pushed onto pregnant women. So if you're willing to take that path, it tells me something about how you see right. birth. So that must have played into this decision as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? We're talking about belief systems. Yeah. So that's always the crux of the matter as a midwife. I think my work is to yes, support women and, and hear them, but also to investigate what they believe 
and either mirror that back to them in whatever which way or, you know, to have conversations or to provide other resources or support. Like, for example, you know, lots of women out there in their brains want to say, I believe that birth is natural. You know, I believe it should happen at home. However, at a very deep level, just like cultural conditioning, the way most of us grew up, right? Like that's not the case. Like at the deepest level, it's like, oh, actually I would feel safer in a hospital. Um, and it takes some uncovering sometimes to get there. So I feel like with this issue, it is bringing belief systems more obviously to the surface and that maybe, yeah, maybe there's not as much digging in that case for the reasons you just said, which is like, I chose this one thing over the natural defenses of my body. Um, and that's huge. That's huge to say, I'm going to look outside of myself for savior. And that is just something that I in general can't work with, um, in birth. And this is done, you know, this isn't like, oh, let's, you know, shift your belief system maybe around this. Yeah, maybe, but it's done. The physicality of it is done. And the energetic imprint of whatever this technology is, is done. And until somebody else figures out, you know, maybe how to detox fully in pregnancy, which I'm not aware of enough information around that to help someone with that, um, unless that happens it's done. And again, um, it's really just, you know, boundary setting people are free to do, of course, what they would like, but so are we. Well, yeah. And, and the, the, the elephant in the room when we have these conversations is that you and I attract and generally care for people who value sovereignty above all autonomy, sovereignty. They value their rights to informed consent, right to refuse treatment, etc. So, for you, because you're really the primary birth, you know, if, if I attend births, I'm always backing somebody up like you, at least at least over the past year. Yeah. And that may change in the future. But for now, I know that you have contracted with this client. You guys probably see eye to eye on most things. And I don't necessarily have to worry about if something slips through the cracks, but you are the, you're the person who's there with them. And I'd say that, uh, and we'll talk about this maybe in, a next, in, in our next episode, but as as people have succumbed to the fear, or they've or they've maybe sh- sh- uh, emerged into the light, <laughs> um, whichever side they fell on, it's a bit of a weeding out process for you because you know, as a person who has to be there through and through, that a person who doesn't actually actually value sovereignty is the type of person who doesn't really believe that their body can do this now. That's not to say it's not scary to have a baby, that it's not painful to have a baby, that perhaps it's not even ecstatic to have a baby. Like there's a lot of emotions and I have to be very, I'm very reserved in how I describe what a person should or shouldn't feel about birth. <laughs> but the reality is if they're going to have a home birth, they, they probably feel safest at home. If you don't actually feel safest at home, then a home birth is probably not the right place for you to be. And Marin is not the right birth keeper for you or, or me for that matter. Um, I mean, not for you, and, and I wouldn't be the right person either. So we don't have a way of really determining how strongly does this person really, uh, are they really married to the, to the notion of having the essence of a home birth, which is really steeped in autonomy. And now there's a box on your intake form that is a quick sort of, it's like a quick uh, one-off question. How did you feel about the vaccine? Did you get it or not? If you didn't get it, we, we salute you. And it's not because, 
we support Trump and we hate Biden or any of this nonsense people think. It's right. just that we realize that if you chose the jab, that there is an inkling of you perhaps being a uh, seeing us as nature trusting heretics. And and so thanks, but no thanks. You do you. You can find another birth worker that can take care of you. You and I want to work with people. We yeah. prefer to work with people who really generally don't see nature as the enemy, but actually see nature, including our bodies, including birth, as a natural physiologic process. And if you decided to get the jab without any safety or efficacy data, you don't fall yeah. into that camp, and that's okay. We love you too, but right. but we're not gonna we're not gonna be attending your birth necessarily. Yeah, definitely. Lastly, just to continue the one thread for one more minute, like with a couple people that kind of slipped through the cracks, I decided I want to have a conversation with them. I'm not just going to like right away say no way. Like I want to hear more. I want to figure this out for myself. I want to see what feels right. And so they were all really willing to have that conversation and, and be really honest. And I really appreciated that. And like I said, what I heard from most of them was, oh, I regret that. And, oh, I'm different. And, you know, yes, that makes sense to me. But to be clear, my decision at this point doesn't come from weighing that or, or trying to interpret that or judge that, or even understand that it really comes just from the pure, uh, mystery (laughs) and, and the, the fact that I don't understand what this will do in the labor process, which is why I'm willing to support someone in pregnancy, but I just don't feel like I have the tools. I don't feel like um, a home birth necessarily has the tools for someone that might have a stroke or might have a seizure or might have something like that happen. I just don't think that's where I want to be. So, you know, at, at the simplest level, it's, it's a purely physical choice for me at this moment. And again, that might change as we learn more and And if it becomes clear in the next 10 years that, oh, you know, we know this or we know that or whatever, I'm always willing to reevaluate. You know, I just want the best for people, of course, but I also have to protect myself and my own boundaries and the way I want to do this work. And I I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it in that artificial reality. I want the real people that are in the reality I'm in, my reality, whatever that is, call it what you want. Um, I want to be aligned in that way. Yeah, and, and you really need full alignment. I mean, it, it, it's not like it's not like there's just from knowing you. There's it's not like well, in this case, I don't really value it. You know, sovereign my, my own sovereignty, and in this case, I do. Um, so I could see how you know there's a, probably a lot of people, maybe even listening, who are like, yeah, that was a big mistake, and that's that's okay. I mean, at, at one point, we were also sort of afraid, like, what is this thing? This is being blown up in the media. This is must be really serious. And then with time, of course, many of us were like, well, is it really, guys? We're going to inject it into pregnant women, too? Uh, and kids? Oh, no. Kids down to, like, age three? Ooh. And, um, and so for people out there who have had the jab, like, I don't want you to feel bad about the decision. I think it is important to continue to just assess why do we make decisions? What was the, the sort of feeling on the inside that, that compelled us to do anything in life? And I think a part of why it's, it's nice that you're having conversations with people is that it allows them to tap into what was it that really made me nervous about this? You know, maybe I was wrong to get the jab, you know, whatever. 
But looking back, I think it is an important conversation. I'm glad you are asking people about it because it really forces them to tap in and wonder like, what was it? Like, what was it inside of me in my past, in my past traumas, whatever else that made me feel like that was really a really, really good thing to do? And this, this doesn't have to be the politicized COVID thing. This could be anything we do in life. Sure. Like, like, why did I, why do I have a problem drinking too much beer or whatever? Like, there's probably some reason you do these things. And so part of tapping into that is the actually inner, the, the, the important inner work that a couple needs to do in preparing for a birth anyways. So sure. I think it's good that you're engaging people. I, I, I also hear you and I, I can understand why it's important to you that you would have strong feelings. I personally would probably, if a person was desperate, I would definitely still attend their birth, but it would be like, hey, we don't know what's going to happen here. Like you got to fully be fully aware that we have no data and if something were to happen and it was attributed to the vaccine, that's on yeah, you. Yeah, but see, that's the thing, right? Not to go down that rabbit hole, but like, yeah. it's not going to be attributed to that. And that's another thing I'm not willing to yeah, risk. Like, I've true. heard stories. I've heard countless stillbirth stories at this moment from other midwives. And my question to them has been, did your client have this jab? And you know what? Most of the midwives say, I don't know. I think so, maybe. And I'm like, you're not asking people like, yeah, come yeah, on, we yeah. need to be smarter about this and, and have boundaries and, you know, to, to kind of tie it together with the thread you just left off with. Um, yes. Consult your intuition. Like it doesn't mean you're going to have anything bad happen. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means you're kind of on your own to navigate that if you get a feeling about something, you should honor it. If you think everything's going to be great, absolutely fine. No effect. Awesome. I, I hope it is, you know, so you're just, you're just needing to do that for yourself rather than, um, you know, people working with me, like falling back. I'm like, oh, well, you know, what do you think? Or if you're there, like, it'll be fine. Um, no, you're just kind of on your own. I can't support you yeah, in that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we can end. <laughs> well, did we already go over our time? Yeah, it rang oh. a couple minutes ago. Oh so. shoot! Okay, well, well, we'll talk about nervous system stuff too. I think that that's also important. We'll talk about right. that in our next one. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for holding space for me mostly with that. I really wanted to talk to you about that, and I uh, I bet we'll get some comments. We'll see. I sure, hope so. All right, I'm gonna. I'll see you next time, Mary. Okay. All right. Bye. 